0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Healthy Lifestyle.
1: It's twenty-four minutes to three, and we're about to explore functional medicine. So do give us a call as the lines are open to you on zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two three one seven zero two for your SMSs. I'm joined in studio by Nikki Robertson, who is a clinical nutritionalist nutritionist, I should say. And this seems to be one of those ancient uh, approaches to uh, dealing with disease and dealing with health, and it seems to be going through. Uh, not newfound popularity as such, but it's there's a resurgence in uh, people turning to functional medicine in order to uh, get assistance with different ailments. So do give us a call on 11 Nikki, welcome. Thank you. So let's start by defining it. What exactly is functional medicine? Okay, so functional medicine treats
2: the underlying issue of disease, the underlying cause. Mm-hmm. So if you had or diagnosed with say high cholesterol You'll go to your doctor and you get put on a drug But that drug won't actually treat the cholesterol It'll manage the symptoms So you won't get a heart attack Hopefully Um, But nothing's going to change your state of wellness So functional medicine Aims to keep you in a state of wellness Rather than treating a disease It's not a reactive um Form of treating a person It's a proactive or preventive mm-hmm. So the idea is to stay healthy It's not just to not get sick Yes, And there's there's ways and means of doing that. And one of the biggest ways is to eat right. Uh, Fundamentally, it comes down to what you put in your mouth and where your food came from, Mm -hmm. Um, your exposure to toxicity, your ability to have boundaries. So stress, emotional stress is one of the biggest reasons people get sick because they burn out and um, it creates a chemical cascade in the brain that uh, makes the immune system vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's about protecting the gut and making sure there's a microbial, Balance. party going on there <laughs> in the right way. Yeah. Uh, so it's about getting all the fundamentals right so that you'd not become sick because illness is not a natural state of being for human beings. We've got used to it because
1: we know that if we get sick, we take a pill. Yeah, we've got great medicines to manage chronic illnesses, to treat the symptoms.
2: And I think it's really important to emphasize this is not a replacement for medicine. Mm -hmm. It is a complementary way of doing medicine. And I'm not a doctor, I'm a nutritionist, but it's a big part of what we do is teach people that what they put in their mouths, when they put things in their mouths, and where their food came from, because you are the sum total of what you're food ate, and you're the sum total of the hormones and pesticides that are in your food, they're ultimately going to go through your body. Mm -hmm. And that's what's causing the breakdown of the system. So if the
1: system is robust, you don't need the medicine. You were telling me, Orfe, that this is a very ancient approach to healing or to dealing with disease. Yes. So if you look at
2: ancient Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, it's about keeping a person healthy so that they don't end up needing to be treated. And if you look at those kind of populations, so India, China, huge amounts of people, it's very costly to treat people when they get sick. So it's cheaper to keep them well mm-hmm. and a lot of companies have realised over the last, especially look, it's been going on all over the world for a long time is corporate healthcare is cheaper to keep to keep you healthy It's yeah. Treated, yeah. cheaper to keep you healthy than to treat you for disease so that is the underlying principles. how do we keep you healthy and vibrant so that you don't need to go on a
1: drug Right, but many of these conditions the th- especially lifestyle diseases it can be complex, you know when we look Theory. at diabetes, when we yes. look at uh, um, heart disease for instance how would functional medicine Approach something like that? Yeah.
2: So when you go to a functional medicine practitioner Or a functional nutritionist They don't take 10 minutes to diagnose you They take an hour mm-hmm. And we want to know what's going on in your, in your life We want to know all about you To find out the underlying issues So when you are when you have a, an illness yeah. It didn't start today or yesterday There's a timeline involved So this would have been triggered Possibly years ago So we've got to go back 10, 20 years As long as it takes Till we find the, what they call an antecedent Or premeditating factor yeah. That started breaking down the system And you very seldom Like you said, they they're complex And you very seldom find just one thing. It's mm-hmm. a whole basket of stuff to start unpacking so you've got to whittle through all of these factors to get to the baseline state so the underlying issue yeah very often it's the gut it's how we assimilate digest and break up what we're eating and whether or not your gut is the gateway to your immune system so it protects you from the outside world our exposure to the outside world comes Mm -hmm. through our skin our breathing and what we ingest so what you ingest goes straight into the bloodstream and it goes into the blood brain barrier so if what you're eating isn't healthy or good for you or has a, a sort of a dodgy origin your body's got to protect you from that yeah. and if that is compromised you're going to be vulnerable yeah so it's it's a it's a lengthy process it's not a case of going get a script off you go
1: we need to know what you're dealing with and it takes time Wow, I mean, we are accustomed to filling in a long laundry list of: Is there? Do you, have you had this? Have you that? Are you the, Are you this? You know, did you recently? All of that, and we're thinking that that informs uh, what will be prescribed or what the approach will be. Very seldom. Have you see, ever seen your doctor
2: really go through that questionnaire? They kind of <laughs> glance up. It. Some doctors do. Some are mm. really, really interested. Mm. But, yeah, it t- it takes quite a um, an in-depth understanding of that person's history yes. and the way they do life. So do they get enough rest? Have they got boundaries? Do they take their work home with them? What are the relationships like? Because all of that, it's not imag- – when you say psychosomatic, you think imaginary. But psychosomatic is – my stress, what kind of brain chemistry is it triggering? (laughs) And it's very real and it's very measurable. Mm. And how is that what is the downstream effect of that? So if you're highly stressed, you don't, not sleeping is probably the most dangerous thing you can do because your immune system cannot repair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most fattening thing you can do because you'll be craving sugar all day to stay awake. So there's always a trickle effect and it's about unpacking and unwinding and going back to basics and starting again
1: and getting all of those points in place. But how many of us are willing to do that hard work? Because sounds, it sounds—it sounds like hard work—and all we often what we want is a solution that will solve the problem or the thing that we're experiencing. Yes. Then, so you know, we
2: only change when it's painful. Mm. So once you've been through every other route. You know the quick fix, the drug, the diet pill. Who knows? Once you've been through it and it doesn't work, or it becomes painful even to do that, and you just progressively feel worse, then it gets to a point we all do anything. Yeah, that's the human condition: is we have to feel
1: pain to change. Yes, yeah. yes. But you said that some of the reasons, the causes, could be attributed to things that happened long ago. So this suggests that this is a way of maintaining your health yes it's definitely a way of maintaining your health but can it come in at, at the point where there is an ailment or there's a disease absolutely
2: so very well the only time somebody would go to
1: a functional medicine nutritionist or,
2: or physician would be when they're ill mm-hmm. but to treat you know, w- what they're presenting with is often just symptomatic of what's going on underneath so ideally you want to bring up your children with that thinking of prevention and then ultimately they will chances of getting ill down the line is 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 very seldom or or very slight yeah but yes it is a case once you fix the underlying issue the symptoms sitting on top whether it's blood sugar issues or thyroid issues or or certain cancers will clear up Mm -hmm. will go away and it sounds like a stretch to say but it's profound what you see happening when you just do these sort of small but very, very potent, very
1: powerful adjustments. What are some of the triggers that you've encountered in, in your practice in carrying out functional medicine? Okay. So overuse of antibiotics mm-hmm.
2: destroys the gut. We know this. Doctors know this. We don't have to explain that to anybody. Um, smoking, alcohol, drug use will wear down the system. Mm-hmm. Um, not getting any exercise, for example. So sitting all day is one of the big triggers for illness. Uh, there are I mean, you can n- name it, name it. Eating a huge amounts of sugar, not eating enough whole food, plant based food. Yeah, these are all triggers. And very often when somebody comes in, we go, they're doing all of this stuff. No wonder the system's amazing. Mm-hmm. How do you start? How do you start unpicking? And it's it can seem like this huge mountain to climb when you're really ill and you can't change your life and you've got a job and you've got a family and it's like where do you start mm. you start with one small thing right you know everyone I, very often people go i'm a perfectionist if i don't do it right i'm not even going to start but that is it's a form of self-sabotage because there's no such thing as perf- perfection. And it's almost ensuring that you're not going to get there in the first place. Yes. don't even start. Yes. So the way to do this, and I've seen it a thousand times, is ch- just pick one thing you can do, whether it's getting enough sleep, whether it's shutting off your phone at 6 p.m. at night and not picking it up until 8 a.m. the next morning. It, all of these things start adding up and mm-hmm. progressively you start healing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds, what I'm saying now sounds really simple. But put it into action, it's a whole other story. So there's so many factors.
1: Yeah. Is it multidisciplinary? Because you're a nutritionist, um, but it suggests that you also have to do a lot of I don't want to say spiritual work per se, but you have to go beyond um, just looking at what is on someone's plate or how they live their Absolutely. lives. You have to tap into their consciousness, their consciousness, their emotional well-being, what is going on with them in general. So does it mean that it's a multidisciplinary uh, Absolutely. approach? It is a multidisciplinary and you've got to suspend disbelief and
2: suspend your own <laughs> ideas about things very often. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, there's a big consciousness component to this. A good example is if you're not living your Passion. So, not all of us can do for a living what we love, and if you're doing what you love for a living, your chance of getting ill is very slim. So, mm-hmm. people who have a passion for what they do every day and bounce out of bed because they love it, I've got usually got very robust immune systems. And those who just drudge themselves through the day, just getting through what they have to do, are those who, who take a lot of time off as sick leave. And uh, it's 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 a common fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, finding your passion, finding your otherworldliness or or your outlet, Mm -hmm. that consciousness is crucial for wellness. Mm -hmm. It sounds, again, very airy-fairy, but it is absolutely necessary. So whether that outlet Mm -hmm. is running a triathlon or doing a triathlon, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be what you do on a daily basis, but Mm -hmm. you've got to find your passion because passion creates, again, the same chemistry in the brain, which has the the downstream
1: effect of boosting your immune system and making you well. Yes, yes. And of course, the other aspects it's not just lifestyle but there's also the genetic factor Uh, you mentioned the environment what we put into our mouths but the role of uh, our unique genetic makeup because this suggests it's an individual approach um, that yes we, we should take more closer look at what makes you you and some of those things that contribute to that for sure you know since the early 2000s medicine has
2: become more and more conscious that firstly our genetic makeup um, will determine the approach is going to be very personalized yeah so not everybody in fact nobody is going to fit into a mold you can have a prescribed diet program that you'll get at your gym and maybe three percent of people will work Fun on that kind of program mm-hmm. um, bio, uh, Individuality or biochemical Biomolecular individuality is Something that's really come to the forefront And it's a big thing that comes to play in functional medicine Is recognizing that we've all got our Individual needs and our individual makeup it was not so long ago that we still believe that you are a product of your genetics. So mm. if you had a genetic predisposition to a disease, you were going to get it. And that's absolutely nonsense because yeah. it depends on the environment. So you can have genetic predisposition to heart disease. But if you live a healthy life, you'll never get heart disease. On the flip side, if you're highly stressed and you smoke and you create an environment that is going to push that that switch, mm-hmm. you will get heart disease. So it's in our, it's in our control. And to some point... You know, up until very recently, and I think there are a lot of people still who would like to give the control to the doctor, who would like to give that my genius. Yes, You know, it's It's if you want to change your life, you have to do the work. That's probably the underlying message of functional medicine is mm-hmm. you've got to take your health into your hands
1: and you've got to do what it takes. Well, I'm joined by nutritionist, Nikki Robertson on the show. There's some questions coming in. We'll pose those in a short while. But let's start with this call from Claire. Claire's in Pretoria. Hello. Hi. Hi, Nikki. Hello. Um,
0: funny enough, I've actually just got back now from um, a doctor, and I've got to go for a gaseous scope, co- colonoscopy and a CT scan because my gut is just finished. Um, I'm in a rut. I'm stressed. Um, I eat junk food. I unfortunately smoke, um, and the weight is just falling off me, which is the biggest worry at the moment. But my question is, how do I get out of this rut? Okay. It's my daily life. Mm. Um. Working for myself, kids, wife—you just, I just can't get into the, you know, getting into a good diet, a good lifestyle, and it's, it's worrying because the weight is just falling off, and um, to say the least, I look looking and it is a worry, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah. it's all in my gut, and that, that's, you know, I, I don't know where to go from here now. Obviously, the test will come back, but. How do you get into a good lifestyle? How right. do you get yourself to eat? Because I'm not a
1: good eater at all. Yes. I mean, are you a good sleeper? I suspect not and I'm not, as I someone who's not employed, who's self-employed, way. Claire, you must be also not getting a lot of good sleep.
0: Um, yeah, you know, I'm very, uh, 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 by nature, I'm a stressed out person. I worry about not being able to worry. I worry when things are right. And when they're right, I still worry when I still worry. So it's a stress thing. Mm.
1: Yes.
0: But all, all boils down to, you know... Yeah. And the gas. Yeah. Awesome. Look, Clay, d-
2: despite what the diagnosis or the outcome of the tests are, you've still got to do you change your lifestyle to change what's going on so it's a good thing to have a scan and to make sure that there's absolutely nothing going on there or if there is something going on there we know how to deal with it Mm. so it's really important to have tests and and you know especially if you are having a problem but that said it you need a coach uh there's no other way of saying it you need someone to hold your hand and take you step by step through first we're going to do this and then we're going to do that um and to put back what's what's lacking because one gets wrapped up in a whirlwind of life and we have this feeling that we've got no choices. Yeah. That the single most stressful thing is feeling like we're on this treadmill and there's, we've got no choices in our lives. So it's to cr- start creating choices. And the way we do that is through coaching, through education is just one small step at a mm-hmm. time. I can't, you know, there's no way you're going to wake up tomorrow and change everything. Mm. It's not possible. And mm. no one should expect you to do that. But if you can start implementing one or two easy things that are going to take away your stress, not add to it, because often changing the way you eat is another form of stress. Sure. Because you don't know what to do, and you don't know if you're on the right track. So, it takes it takes work, it takes somebody who understands what you're going through, and you need a bit of nurturing. Mm,
1: mm. Claire? Well, well, Do they have your details? I was going to you know? say that we'll share those, but stay on the line so that my producer can pass them on, um, and uh, hopefully she'll be able to get the, the, the much-needed help. But It's she she's telling the story of so many of us. Yes. So many people. As you said, you're on this you're stuck in this rat race and you're thinking there's no other choice. Next week, next month, in December. Or the time will come, but we never get to it. And meanwhile, it. the system is just being eroded and deteriorating. Yes, and then you end up with a dread disease, and you go, "I should have done something."
0: Yeah,
2: you know, you've got to th- sit back and think. When I'm in my 80s, do I want to? Rem- what do I want to remember about my life? Mm-hmm. That I had time with my children, that I watched them grow up, that I had fun, or do you want to, while I went to work? Like, that's not really uh, something I want to do. I mean, yeah, work should be a part of it, but there's got to be some quality of life. And we get, especially in Joburg, it is a Johannesburg syndrome. We're one of the most stressed groups of people in the world. We are on this this roller coaster ride. We don't know how to stop the bus.
1: Yeah, I look at a day like yesterday, for instance, with all the events that were going on. Uh, just ending up sleeping late, reading the public protector's report, going to bed with the stress, waking up with it, uh, and all the other things that are required in our lives. James says, "I have gum disease. What food can I eat to fight it off?" I don't know, but I can
2: say that you've got to figure out why you've got gum disease. Uh And quite often there could be too much iron or too little iron. There could be an imbalance of gut bacteria. So you need to figure out what's causing it in the first place. I don't think any foods are going to take it away. We've got to figure out what triggered that. That's
1: more important. Okay. Mm. Um, And then Dumi says, my father is in his 60s and recently diagnosed as being diabetic. Should I be worried? He has never touched alcohol. On the other hand, I stopped taking sugar whilst I have lost weight, about 13 kilograms, wow, Mm. and chose to live a little healthier. Does cutting off sugar actually help? Yes. Cutting off sugar is crucial, but I don't think that you...
2: We realize where sugar sits. You know, it might, you might not eat sweets or you might not add sugar into your tea. But if you go and eat mayonnaise, if you buy any food, pre prepared food from a store, there's, there's sugar in there. If you think that an iced tea is a better option than a Coke, just have a look at the grams of sugar that's in that, in that, um, in that drink. But very often it's not just You can make your dietary changes, but there are other factors that will influence blood sugar. One is your other hormones, so testosterone in a man. When that starts to recede, it will push up your insulin levels. Uh, Growth hormone is another one. Your cortisol, your stress levels. If you're really stressed and your adrenals are taking strain, it's going to influence your Uh, Your sugars and your gut bacteria. So, there are certain bacteria in the gut that will either decrease or increase your Mm -hmm. blood sugar, your insulin. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot behind just cutting out sugar. It's not always just as simple as that.
1: Yes. We uh, have touched on cognitive behavioral therapy before on the show. Um, And this sounds like it's quite linked to that. It's about really being mindful of our thoughts. And being mindful of the triggers that happen, how you respond to those triggers. Mm. And every day making a different choice until you've replaced the bad choices. Yes. So it's our internal dialogue again. What yes. we tell ourselves, you
2: know, it's just one chocolate. It's just today. But tomorrow, you know, what are you telling yourself? Mm. Uh, and triggers and patterns and behaviors are things that we learn in childhood. And they're coping mechanisms. So if you're stressed and your way to deal with stress is to have sugar, you know, what? it doesn't come down to... Uh, self-control, willpower—that's got absolutely nothing to do with it. It's got uh, more to do with your biochemistry. Right. So it's not like you can yeah. really change that. You, you need—we need to get the biochemistry right, and then we've got to work on the behaviours as well.
1: Okay. The one of the world's uh, best teachers in functional medicine is in the country, yes. so this is also an opportunity for a lot of people to learn more about it. Uh, and the website is reinventhealth.co.za, correct?
2: Reinvent Health is my website. Yes, your website. Yes. So Indeed. Dr. Jeffrey Bland is out here from the state. He's lecturing to other doctors who are being qualified as functional medicine practitioners. So he's mm. been out here for two weeks. He's going back to the state soon. But he is called the father of functional medicine. He was one of the initial people who as a he's got a PhD and he's all sorts of he's a physician, he's a proper a, a doctor and yeah. sat down one day and went, What we're doing isn't working. Um we've got to figure out how to treat people differently. Right. And this was way back about twenty years ago. So this is a long time coming and um, it's well I mean well thought of well known in the states but you know with any new way of thinking that you're going to come up against opposition
0: Absolutely. Uh, especially it's where expected. money is concerned yeah. so
1: yeah. yeah well Nikki will direct our listeners to your website if they want to take a closer look at not only your work but also uh, more on functional medicine thank you so much thank you so the website again is reinventhealth.co.za